0: Welcome back to the Inting Podcast, and today we have a very, very special guest. We have Hugo, also known as the voice actor for Chamber, as many, as most popularly known for I know, our demographic, at least our <laughs> Valorant demographic. But... Nice to meet you, Hugo.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, how you been? Everything been good?
1: Yeah. the The heat just broke. Um, I'm in the Northeast. Just is breaking tonight, so whew, just really relieved.
2: Oh yeah, you're in the
1: Northeast. Uh, I'm in the Northeast. Yeah. You
2: may I ask where? Because we're also in the Northeast.
1: I I keep that private. Okay, okay, <laughs> maybe yeah. off, off, off camera, I'll let you guess. No, yeah, for yeah, sure, for cool. sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we've been experiencing a lot of no- uh, heat too. It's You probably or, have felt it too. Yeah, yeah. 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 This whole summer has either been super hot or it's been raining a lot. There's it's there's no yeah. in between between the, the whole summer, but. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how how does one actually get into voice acting? I know it's it's something a little different than regular. You know how there's like actual acting when it comes to like you know on screen and all that. I know voice acting is a lot like you guys don't show your faces and it's like a lot about your voice. But how does (laughs) actually one get into voice acting as a whole? Or like you can tell us about your origin story and how you got into voice acting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I guess they're they're kind of two separate questions because. I almost feel like the landscape has changed a lot, probably in the last five years, six, you know, like, I started in, um, I guess, 2010. Mm. I was already pursuing acting. And at, at the time, I think now, I mean, you probably see it. I've been on social media just for a little bit of time. But like, I don't even go out and look for it but there's just so many voice actors people pursuing voices over
2: mm-hmm.
1: people wanting to transition into voiceover and to a certain degree you can because uh, microphones are getting cheaper and you can get a usb mic and you have everything available to you to to try to learn everything um but of course there's like a lot of competition but back when i started um i'm hearing my echo there in that. Is that just me? Uh, Try now. Hello, hello? Yes. Good, okay. Uh, back when I started, it was kind of like, you know, you'd go to school or theater school, and I went to an acting school, and, like, I don't think they mentioned voiceover once. Like, it was never, like, a thing. They A lot of times they're theater schools, so they're not going to mention anything more than theater, but, they're, they're, you know, there's film and TV. There's, I never heard once a teacher in any, and I went to a lot of different schools go, and yeah, you know, voiceover is also a thing. You can do audiobooks or this or that, never once. So at the time, it was this kind of obscure thing. So when I started to pursue it by chance, and I moved to Los Angeles and I would just try to hustle and get jobs, eventually I got an agent. So things started moving. When I would talk to other actors, they'd be like, oh, you pursue voiceover? So it isn't to say that there weren't a lot of voiceover actors out there, but typically when you got to like Los Angeles, I'm sure like in New York, you would find an acting class or improv or whatever in a community. And it wasn't like a super common thing because at the time the like the USB mics weren't great. Um, And, and just people didn't have the know-how, you know, The, the social media really kind of exploded everything to go, Hey, look, you can build a booth in your closet and this is how you get the good quality. And also, I think that it wasn't like necessarily cool to be a voice actor. I mean it was kind of within the entertainment community, the people who could do a lot of voices and stuff, but mm-hmm. social media I think exploded. So it wasn't it wasn't hugely as hugely competitive in in a way.
2: Interesting. So like when you started voice acting, what kind of stuff were you doing first? Like were you doing animated? Were you doing audiobooks? Like
1: No, neither. Um, there's, there's a reason for both of those, um, that I can get to, but, uh, commercials, commercials okay. are really, which are all kinds, like it could be an internal thing or it could be a radio commercial, but it was a lot of stuff I would hustle at first would be, would be commercial work. And like 90%, 90 to 95% of my work has been in commercials. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of, that's, that's actually like, I always like see this on, I don't know like what people are going to for resources, but I can tell that a lot of like young people are like, they want to get into anime.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think that that, yeah.
1: Right. And it's like one, I don't, I have never done anime. I've done a little bit of animation, but like pretty sure anime is not really the place to make a living. Probably a few people, but it's a very tight place. So it's kind of funny because it makes sense because it's like inspiring and cool. And it's what people are fans of, but one harsh tip that I would always give people is like an agent doesn't want you they're not going to make any, they, it's a business they're going to have to make money on commission on you most work is commercials Yeah. so if you can convince an agent that you have a really solid commercial reel and you have ability to sell products in different ways which does mean characters sometimes mm-hmm. then they might be interested in repping you and they'll send you out for anime sometimes or video games eventually but
2: Okay. And then audio
1: audiobooks are to circle back. Audiobooks are kind of a funny one because they're. I know people who do them quite a bit. They're a lot of work. They're a lot, a lot of work. Yeah, it's
2: yeah. a lot of hours. For,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's not necessarily like some agents don't do not want you to do audiobooks because you're going to be unavailable for a length of time, and then you're not. Depends. some audiobooks are pretty well paid, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't do them, but I think from friends, some are. and some are are not really that well paid for the amount of hours you do. So a lot of voiceover actors sometimes can avoid audiobooks unless they're like particularly interested or passionate. But then again, I know people who are like, now uh, it's their full- time job and they do audiobooks and try to do other stuff. and so, it beats waiting tables, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah because I know, like, um, I mean, speaking of like you said Hollywood, I know Hollywood's right now going on a on a big strike, and yeah. um, when it comes to the strike, also like I know it's a lot with the actors, producers, um, published like the writers, writers is, and yeah. all that. How mm-hmm. has that affected the voice acting community? If you don't mind, like elaborating, because I mean, I uh, we keep hearing about the actors, we keep hearing <laughs> about the writers, publishers, but uh, I don't feel like we ever talk about like the the voice acting community. I never really heard about, like. Has this affected all the voice acting community a lot during the strike, or has this just, like not really affected it?
1: Um, I mean, most, most voice actors are also on-screen actors or trying to pursue, so they and there, a lot of them are, are union members, so we're all in support, and we mm-hmm. know that we support our union in these negotiations. Um, what's basically being negotiated is with the producers and TV and film. So if it's like voiceover in a trailer, or if it's additional dialogue replacement, like it's replacing a celebrity. Sometimes we do that, that kind of thing. Um, then that's, you can't do that. That's, that's part of the negotiation, but video games aren't affected right now. So yeah. people who do mostly video games are still auditioning. I'm still auditioning. Can we can still work? That's not against the the strike. Mm-hmm. So there's certain people it's not really going to affect at all. Um, and commercials as well are not affected. So it's just a TV and film.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, a lot of little specifics, some things are affected. Some things aren't. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty historic. It's pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: I've never uh, seen happening. like uh, a strike of this magnitude. I feel like I think we've always seen like uh, from mm-hmm. like Amazon, you always see like UPS and Amazon. There's a lot of strikes. Yeah, UPS, either, just yeah. UPS just did one. UPS just did one too. I think they mm-hmm. kind of mo- they mostly met the requirement, like the, the demands yeah. that they wanted, which is mm-hmm. thank God. But like, do you think that, that I know I know a lot of people like uh, would say, "Oh, Hollywood's very corrupt and like they're not they're not very fair." Do you think that Hollywood actually like the the TV and film. Do you think they will actually like ever come to an agreement, or do you think it's not going to happen? Like, I know you can always be positive, but do you ever think it's going to ha- ever happen?
1: Oh, I, I do think it's going to happen. Um, I mean, it's it's strikes are hard; they're hard on the economy, and that's what they're supposed to do. They're basically saying, you know, it's we don't care. This this can't continue. We're drawing a line, basically, um, and so it is going to cost the studios money. So I, I do think it's going to happen. Uh, but I really, I really honestly don't know any more than you guys do of looking yeah, on yeah. social media and people going, they're using this tactic, they're using this tactic. And so it's like, I'm definitely not on the inside. I'm no, I'm no longer in Los Angeles. So I'm kind of out of the loop as far as you know, if I was in Los Angeles, I might be going to my acting class. And someone in the, in the you know, my acting class might be like, Oh, yeah, I have this friend and they might give like an anecdote. And you're like, Oh, that's really interesting. But I'm like, yeah. so out of the loop. I I have no idea. I mean, you know, I'd like, I interacted with uh, SAG. I'm a a union actor when I was in Los Angeles and the people that, that um, they could run basically. And this is really their time. And most of the time SAG is organizing events. They are like, you know, involved in contract negotiations and stuff. But for the longest time, they've just always reached an agreement. So this is the first time that they're like, everyone's just like, no, this is, we have to, we have to put a line in the sand as far as these things. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I wish I could expand more on it in detail, but I'd, I'd probably show my ignorance basically because yeah, I've, yeah. Looked, I've looked at some of the details, but I don't want to on the record. But it, it's something you can really just look at the sag After website or follow SAG on, on Twitter or social media and they'll outline what they're fighting for, which is very reasonable things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you know, you have all kinds of people attacking it, but the fact is, is like, residuals is one of the things and residuals is really what most working class actors have to just like barely scrape by. And a lot of times not even, and we'd like it for it to be more, but I mean, you you just to have enough that you can keep pursuing acting because there's so many actors who are really good actors who in a sense, just from a business standpoint, the industry needs. Like at some point they're going to need them. They want them. And if they have worked in the past, those residuals, those, you know, a couple hundred dollars here or there, hopefully more, you know, sort of reminds them that they're of value because it's a weird job. You're not really getting paid for your auditions, right? You're Getting paid when you work and you Mm. usually don't work a lot, even if you're successful. So it's, it's kind of like, your work is auditioning, but you're not getting paid. So then you want to get, you know, recoup your, your money when you, when you actually book a job, which is usually just SAG minimum. Mm-hmm. so those residuals are just they're just a, a, a fairness because whatever your product is keeps getting sold, keeps getting redistributed and all the people involved make money and so it's just a fair thing and, and you've probably seen on social media some people showing the residuals that are like you know two cents or whatever so it's, it's regarding just an equitable distribution of wealth, a proportional one that honestly oftentimes is not that much money, it's literally just to help actors keep going yeah yeah and yeah. keep trying basically yeah
0: well i mean i do hope that uh they finally do come to an agreement because it is kind of insane like i'm seeing on social media like even on instagram twitter it's everywhere like this strike i've never seen like a strike get this yeah. much media attention before for so sure, uh, it for is sure. kind of like you as you said it is kind of historic also so really i do is, hope yeah. like you know the, di- like the directors and like the studios actually come to an agreement thankfully um so you said you did commercials and you said you did a lot of other How did you land into Valorant? Is this like the first video game you've ever voiced or is this like um like how did you stumble upon it if you don't mind me asking?
1: Well, I mean, there are some Valorant actors I think of when we talked all together, I think there are some people who kind of like stumbled into it and who were not experienced in voiceover, but I had done, I had done voiceover in video games. I had a few credits, but nothing, nothing huge, mostly like supporting characters. Mm -hmm. And when I first started doing video games, it took me a long time. Like speaking of like, you start in commercials and you do little independent projects. And finally I did like a little independent video game, but I auditioned for a lot of video games before I for like finally got one. And I think it's in part maybe I got better or whatever, but also it's just it's a tight it's a tight room. I think I think it's changed and there's so many video games now. But I also think like anime, um, you know, you get known by a company, you get known by casting directors and they, they're they like the thing is is like most of us can do different voices. And they like reusing people. So it takes a while for people to, like, notice you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me a while. And so, like, the first game I worked on was Days Gone by uh, oh. Ben Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never played the game. I've, like, looked on it. I've I, I watched on Twitch. I don't really play video games. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll be like, oh, it's a cool game. But I worked on that for, like, several years, like, on and off, basically. And so I'm all over that game, like, voices and npcs that are like attacking you and i also did little like scenes and stuff Where i just did all kinds i can't even remember like i did so much stuff so that was my and i did mocap for that um which mocap you know you know what mocap is sometimes people do mocap and they're acting and they're speaking and sometimes they're just like do mocap and then you're just you're just like a soldier or whatever and you're you're working the environment or whatever and it's really 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 fun actually Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. if you did it every day for a year you might be sick of it but uh, otherwise it's like one of the funnest i i think one of the funnest things you can do in in the entertainment industry honestly i mean i don't know probably not everybody's taste but it's just fun because it's just a gigantic space and cameras everywhere and you have little dots and and you see yourself and it's just it's just so futuristic it's cool. cool yeah um yeah, so I did that, but that was like so that, you know, got me into the game and then I I did a few other things and started having characters that had like names actually in supporting and then um you know, I'd had a good agent for a while and so it was just it was just an audition and it was I think pre-pandemic, pandemic and um you know, um uh, got me in front of them to to audition basically.
0: So like, how did your agent ever pitch um chamber too, like when he uses things like hey i got a gig for you for this like game called valorant you want to come and try it out like how did that
1: like oh no it's not even like there. <laughs> it's a bit i'm with a pretty big agency and they have a lot of people a lot of rosters and i'd have to talk to them but just like it's not you know they get submissions and they go hey we're looking for this and they just look through probably third their client list and they just they send it out to us Mm -hmm. get get it to us by tomorrow get it to us by 2 p.m get it to us by two days you know sometimes yeah and they'll the breakdown like companies like Riot will just usually have a breakdown of the character i think they had like a sketch they had dead eye and then they have like this is what we're thinking and then they'll have you know however many lines and yeah that's it they just they just you send the audition and then you forget about it like when you're busy you get a lot of auditions and you're not like you're not like sending the audition and then going, Ooh, I wish I get that. You literally forget about it. Yeah. Because also, I think they most of the time, they don't tell you it's Valorant. They say it's it's Project X, Project Whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, they they don't like to tell you. They're very very secretive about that. Sometimes they like don't do a great job about like making it secret because you can like figure it out. You're like you look at the lines. You put like one and one a... together. It's like you wait can just like, from it. this yeah, game. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like if they really wanted to be secret, they'd have to. But but usually they, they, it's like anonymous, and so you you send it and you forget about it, and then you use an in person callback. Um, and we had a really long in-person callback with with people from Riot. And I think then they probably told me what it was and showed me some stuff. But it, even then, I'm like, the actor's way is like, you never, you don't have the gig until you have the gig. You don't have the mm-hmm. gig until you've seen the product on the screen. Mm-hmm. You, you will assume that you're cut out of it or they decided to go some other way. So even after that, I was just like, okay, well, I hope I got that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then later on, we recorded, and it was all virtual because it was during the pandemic. And then that was really fun. And then, and then finally, it came out, and you're like, "Oh, good!" <laughs> and then, you, <laughs> then it's then it's kind of wild. So yeah.
2: Who would you say is like the most fun character that or role that you've had to do in your career? For in voiceover
1: point? in general, or
2: just whatever, even if it's like a commercial or something.
1: This <laughs> <laughs> commercial is gonna be fun. Oh my gosh. That's a good question. Um, I mean, chamber has been the most satisfying because it's opened up this whole world to me. Um, um, yeah. I mean, comedies can be a lot of fun too. Like I've done a lot of different like things. Um, I honestly, I think the most, the most satisfying fun, it's just, it's just, it's a short film by, it was a graduate thesis film, from a student at Loyola Marymount, and I really enjoyed working the director. And what was really fun is we shot on film, okay. and he didn't have any. He didn't have any money, so he had to like had a limited amount of film. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So we we kind of have to like re- <laughs> yeah
1: we'd have to rehearse once and then do have to do one take maybe two takes or three takes. So I found that really fun because mm-hmm. it was like. Cause it makes you, you gives you know because a lot of times I would do like student films and short indie films, and I wouldn't necessarily get the jitters that I would get if it was like a big job, so it gave me like the jitters of like oh, and it just and it was just fun to just be like, oh, can I do this in one take basically
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah, I didn't think I'd say that, but that's that was like a fun experience, and the character was just a kind of a straightforward husband, um but it was a that was a fun experience, yeah okay
2: what's well, like your favorite part of the entire process so is it like going through because i used to intern at a studio where we we did a lot of voiceover stuff and so i was kind of one of the guys being like okay could you say it this way could you say it that way or whatever yeah so yeah, like, yeah out of the whole process what's what do you think is like the most fun part of it
1: I think the experience with Valorant was with Riot was very different than all my other video game experiences, because when you're a smaller character, you just kind of got to get a move in and get the job done. And then when they're happy, you're happy. Like you can just do a line a certain way. And they're like, cool. And you're like, you can't have in your head that like, oh, I want another one. Every once in a while you can, but you just got to be professional. Um, And so... I did some other video games where I had a little more room to breathe and like create stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had, I had fun working on Shin Megami Tensei uh, Nocturne. Um, But Valorant was really different because we had whole days of recording, you know, mostly half days, but, and then, you know, sometimes we'd go back, have another recording session and go back and work on the stuff again. Like they really were trying to like locate the accent and uh, just, yeah, just work on little things. So it was a completely different, experience from everything else that i've recorded including commercials which are especially like sometimes they take a long time but they're not collaborative either most yeah. of the time like you're just trying to there to execute whereas with riot i wasn't feeling like i was in a place where i was like maybe if i say this i think some of the other agents had those experiences or like maybe if i say this but i didn't have that they didn't they didn't close so you the door at but, all.
0: Or some lines be like, "Hey, you know, this character might be funny if he said mm, this, or this might be creative." If he n- said no,
1: that. no, I um, we we just kind of did what we had. I mean, the lines were great, and um, I'm just so used to not crossing that professional boundary. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I probably could have, and and maybe I will next time we record, maybe I will say, hey, what about this? We, I might have said things a little differently, but I kind of like when the writers just have, they have their, it's it's their job, and I just try to execute, basically. Yeah. But but they definitely were, like, would have been open, because it's just, record. they don't have to use it. If I had an idea, I'm sure if I was like, hey, how about this? They'd be like, yeah, sure. Um so, uh, so yeah, but yeah, they're, they're really, really fun to work with. The only thing that sucked was, it's all remote. So it was all virtual and I'd see them on the screen for a little bit and then it'd just be all, and then I'd be like, and then when I was all done, I was like, I, I'm not sure who I worked with, <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to like find people were like, like, oh, yeah. okay, Jeremy was a director and like, but that was like my bad and a learning experience because just working on a project, you don't know what it's going to be. And then Valorant came out and it's now been like a really big part of my life. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. So it was a little strange because it was, it was pandemics. I think normally there would have been people in person to chat with and stuff like that.
2: Has so, it, has it changed since then? Like, do that, do you like go out there or are there, Anything that you do or it's I haven't recorded or, in a
1: while. Yeah. I haven't recorded in a while and since I'm on the East Coast, I think they're I don't know if they're east have an East Coast location or anything like that. So mm-hmm. probably it's gonna be virtual, so no way it's not gonna change. <laughs> they never asked you
0: like if you if you can fly to their location, their HQ to record, they never ask you. Or they've always asked you through Not not
1: me. I, I don't I can't really speak for other for other agents if they're like closer by or whatever. Um you can really get a lot done virtually and there's so yeah. many like studios around. So I don't think it really makes, like, necessarily, like, a huge difference. So, um, yeah, we'll see next time I record. Because I haven't recorded since I've been on the East Coast. So we'll see what they require. Or what they, I mean, I have a little home studio. But I, I like, prefer a little more space if I'm going to do video games. So, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see.
0: So, so you so. said um, you haven't been on social media much. But then you said, like, when you, fin- when you did Chamber, and I see, like, a lot. You like to retweet and you like to, like, comment on people doing uh, Chamber cosplays. How has that been, yeah. like, seeing so many different chamber cosplays, seeing people, like, tag you in this? Like, oh, look, I did a chamber cosplay, and then they just tag you in it. Like, do I, you, do you yeah. love that?
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, especially the art, the fan art is what I've, like, interacted with the most. I mean, you mentioned that. It's like I probably have with the cosplays, and I, I haven't done it much. I just did it today, actually. <laughs> right, That was, like, the first time in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it's a funny world because it's, like, I got on social media kind of late, definitely not when the chamber was out and I got like much later. So I've been like playing catch up and learning sort of the social media game of like, you know, what do you do? Like you make mistakes, you know what I mean? And you just like try to have fun. Like what's fun, you know, it's like, what do you, what do you do to like try to enjoy it? Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, but the fun part, the easy part is just engaging with fans and being like, that's, I mean, it just pops up on my feed. So like, if the art is cool, I, I share it. And I've met a lot of the artists and, and worked with them some They they, they were like for my Streamly store, which is open for a couple more days. So I have these artists who like, they have original chamber art and like this month, uh, all the, the 90% of the money this month just goes to them, goes to the artists. I did it oh, as, like a, as a gift. Yeah. Cause they, they offered all this art and. I feel like they should get some some back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, that's been really cool. I, I honestly the cosplayers I probably haven't interacted as much with the cosplayers, but a few. Um, but it's amazing how much work they put in into all their yeah. I I haven't been to a con either, so like it would be cool to yeah. go there and see all the the Valorant stuff. Yeah.
0: Because I went to um going because last year I went to Comic Con last year, so like nice. that seeing that was just an experience. Seeing like crazy cosplays where like they like they go about down to like the tiny bit of detail to just get yeah. it right it's just genuinely insane because i asked like while i'm there i'm like you know i'm curious i'm like all right so how long did it take you to make all this it's like oh it took me like about a like a few weeks to just really create this and really like get it down to the nooks and cranny yeah. get it to right fit it's not too baggy it's not too tight just right so like seeing all that is insane and then seeing chamber like all these like cosplay chambers and then you see like group of, like you see a group of chambers is all together yeah, 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 like, yeah, all yeah. that it's yeah, kind of insane yeah. to see because like it is. Um, yeah, does it motivate you also to like play a voice actor, or like other characters or other video games, so you could just see that more cosplayers at <laughs> all? Just collect collect
1: cosplays like some of my peers. Yeah, yeah. like I just had. I, there there is a little bit of that of of going like being on social media and like I love Chamber and Valorant and be like. Oh, yeah, it'd be cool to take a little break and promote something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like There are a lot of other voice actors who have a lot of different projects, and so they can, like, oh, check this out and stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely get motivated to, to try to break into other stuff, for sure, and, and it's part of the fun of doing the project, but it is part of the fun of being part of the world and going, oh, that's cool, these people are having fun with it. And every video game has, like, a different flavor, a different world, different types of fans, so, yeah.
2: So I know you said you hadn't played like Days Gone since you were in it, but have you have you played Valorant since
1: you've been? No, no. People ask me that all the time, and I'm just like, I I said no, and I started to be like, I, I have a Mac, so I have don't I don't have the operating system. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I probably would have if I if I didn't have an OS. Mm-hmm. And people are like, get a computer, and I'm like.
2: I don't, I don't do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just here to voice act, <laughs> like, bro. I'm not, I'm not. a gamer. <laughs> there's a there's a little bit of that.
1: I think like I, I see voice actors like. whoop will turn down my game a little bit. There's A little bit of like if you're well known within like a community that you're just like. You're doing great financially <laughs> or something. You're like mm-hmm. you're rolling in it because you're uh, you're one character or whatever. So. Um, unfortunately, I don't have like the expendable income to buy a, a gaming PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's but right. No, no, Gaming is a very, very, very expensive hobby. I, it's I, a I, I thing, right?
1: It. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, exactly. So because you got to get
0: each monitor, then you got to get a gaming keyboard, all that. Yeah, no, it's I've expensive. I've seen. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You said you did animated. You said you did animated like films or like shows before. Like, is there? like I know you've like you said you expand on to anime also do you is there like an anime show where you would like damn I would have loved to voice act in or like (laughs) an animated show or anime like you would like damn I would have loved to voice act I know I would kill that is there one in particular I'm gonna no
1: I'm gonna totally show myself my ignorance like I don't I don't um, like I love Miyazaki Hayao Miz Miyazaki Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean that would be like cream of the crop to be able to like English VA for for one of those but um no, I I don't really watch much anime. I should. Um yeah, I really should. I, I, I unfortunately like I see like Castlevania just came out. Right? Yeah and I was like, That's- that looks cool to watch the trailer i just haven't <laughs> got around to it i like when i was a kid akira was like i got all my friends into it oh
0: yeah that's a good one
1: uh, yeah i tried re-watching it recently and i was like too violent for me <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> when i was when i was a kid i was just like eating it up and i was like oh, i don't know if i'm in the mood the first the opening is like so violent yeah uh, but it's but it's a masterpiece and it's i just remember the it was such an impactful movie and the uh, english va's i remember just the voices you just you just, yeah, you just scotch onto them because the characters are so three-dimensional in, in the best animes that you mm-hmm. get really, yeah. But yeah, I'd love to. I, I don't, uh, I do get auditions for anime and animation and I haven't done much. Uh, I definitely haven't done any anime. So I think that, I mean, there's. it's weird. It's like, I, I do think that sectors like video games, anime, they are kind of like a club. They're kind of like, you have to get through the door and get that first job. And I think the people that produce them produce a lot of stuff and they kind of know there's a thing in the industry with a lot of stuff is they, they just, they want to book you and know you can do the job. And until you've done the job, they don't know you can do the job. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a catch 22. It's like, you need to be hired to be hired, um, to have had a job to be hired. So, but I probably just need to up my game up, but, um, yeah, I never never have gotten into anime.
0: Have uh, do you think that now you do after you have done Chamber? Do you think like do you have you enjoyed the process so much of doing Chamber? You're like damn, I want to do more video games. I want to do more anime. Like why? Because the community is like, it feels like it's so like Like because you said you were new to social media, so like you see all these people cosplaying, fan arts, just tagging you. Do you does that motivate you wanting to do more on the video game and anime side instead of going to commercial and like maybe live shows?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, my my live shows and TV would be my principal love, to be honest. Um, but it's yeah, it's intimidating, actually, now that people know, you know, Chamber and stuff like that. Um, there's like more pressure. Um, and now that I see the fans and stuff like that, and now that I've like met some of them, a lot of people who are really passionate about video games and I guess anime and other stuff like there is there is this sense of like wanting to please them and make them like, you know, inspired and... um impress them even to be like oh that was a really good voiceover it, it voiceover is like it came kind of easily to me but it is you you have to push yourself it's easy to kind of just do a voice yeah and um what's hard is to capture a voice and then truly capture an emotion it, it it's it is it is harder i have sort of taken it for granted a little bit and uh, now when I think about future jobs, I think I think I'm gonna push myself further. And I think pushing myself further is due to meeting the fans and knowing how passionate they are and wanting to do it. it just it's just so much th- more, more three dimensional when you meet fans even mm-hmm. virtually and you're like, Oh, okay, they like they put so much of their heart and to make fan art and all this stuff that um yeah, you, you you wanna make people happy. You wanna you wanna give that extra effort basically, not just look at it as a job or a check or something.
0: Because I feel like it does... Uh, like, the cosplay and the fan art community, like, it's massive when it comes to, like, their favorite character, especially, like, yeah. when they know the voice actors also. Because also when it comes to anime, when they figure out, like, a, a really good voice actor from one show is voice acting another, they go crazy. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, this yeah. show is better be amazing. So, mm. like, you also, like... Now that you have Chamber, it's like now everyone's be like, "Oh, what's his next show?" Or like, "It's gonna how It's gonna be great because mm. he did such a good job with Chamber. It's gonna be such a great mm. job with like any other video game character he decides to go on."
1: I I hope so. I hope so. It <laughs> it's, uh, hasn't really happened, but that's okay. It's not not bitter grapes, but it's it's a tough uh, it's a tough industry. I, I've gotten auditions. I've gotten stuff, but it's um, I think the fans I think the fans care more than the industry does yeah i don't think the industry like i've had conversations where i'm like does does it does it matter does it does it have any impact that i got this job that's a very common question for all actors like an actor will get you know like even a much bigger job than me like get like a guest star on a show and they'll be like oh cool when it's over i'm gonna get another job right and i've known actors who were like you know like main characters on like a tv show and then don't work for a year and then it's just, it's just, it's such a large industry and people are moving so fast that yeah. it's not, it's just, you people aren't really paying attention to you. So then it's really a matter of, um, not only doing a great job in your audition, but showing up, being ready for someone to recognize you. And, and then the, the part that I really don't know very well, which I'm discovering, which is just like self-promotion because you get an agent, but your agent, unless you're big, they do, don't don't really have time. They can pitch you for certain things, but they don't have time to like, Track things down for you are really like, you know,
2: mm-hmm, yes.
1: they, they don't really pitch. You, they, they, you have to be a lot, lot higher up to be like really pitched and pushed. So it's really up to you, and that's why I kind of got on social media to go, okay, I have this opportunity with Chamber, and I've just sort of let it sit. So, is me trying to like, you know, up myself just to go, okay, here I am, and I believe in myself and. uh i should be working more you know this is what all actors think so it's not no no different it's like oh yeah sure but but that's what it of just going so yeah
0: i feel like yeah with social media i feel like a lot of people do um make their like presence known in social media i feel like that's how they get a lot of traction a lot of gain i feel like you like going with and being like putting all these like um the duet things like always duetting like all showing like retweeting showing these fan arts really communicating with the community like it shows like a lot of appreciation it's like oh like i do love this job and i am getting paid for it but i also do like i love the community more because it's actually showing like i did a good job because i wouldn't
1: i wouldn't be able to do like the self-promotion i wouldn't be able to be on social media i would leave i would not be able to stay on social media if it wasn't for like the people who make it worth it who are like sharing their own art and meeting people and collaborating and meeting you guys and just, just meeting people, just having like a virtual community of just meeting people and people are just treating each other decently. I mean, it's like, if it wasn't for that, for those positives, then just getting online and promoting your thing, it would, I mean, I guess I probably (laughs) would sue it now that I'm here. Yeah. It's, it's really exhausting and I think it's really sad too. I think I see a lot of people try to like promote something and it doesn't get they think it deserves i can i can i've felt that but i i try to avoid that feeling because i'm mostly just engaging in the community basically and stuff i can control basically so i don't have too much expectation that it's and also i'm like i'm trying to like play the game like i do a lot of contests you know a fair amount and i go yeah you want a, a voicemail i'll give you a voicemail if we get to this subscribers i'll make a silly video if we get to this subscribers it's like you know you're kind of like entertainment for some people. I mean, we all are on social media. So you're trying to be like, well, what do people want? What do they, what would they like would make them happy? I, it's like, you can't just like go on social media all the time and go, give me more followers. You know? yeah. it's like, we all kind of want to do that, but it's just like, it's a little crass if you're constantly doing that or if, and yeah, I, it, I have a hard time. I do it a, a bit, but it's hard to just go like, Hey, check out this project I did and get out again. Check it out again. Check it out yeah. again. It's just like, it's just like uh, that, I think is part of it if you're thinking from a business standpoint, but you have to find something that is just like neutrally neutral or positive, which I think is just like, Oh, cool. These people are doing cool things. Let's retweet them. You know, people have cool art, people have cool music and and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, so that's fun. Yeah.
0: That's really good to hear. I feel like like your story is like how you progress from like going up and up and like how you just stumbled upon Valorant and then like, open o- like opening yourself to like a massive community is actually like really nice because like was it very overwhelming at first were you like kind of like taking a step back or were you were like oh i'm just i i you absorbed everything and it was like enjoyable
1: no it was very overwhelming I, mean, I wasn't on social media because of that um mm-hmm. partly because i was just like didn't know how to like promote myself um but also i'd never really been on social media like i'd had social media accounts but it never had been like my thing Um, so I would see, you know, I would lurk, I would like, I would lurk on Twitter and I would be like, what's going on with Valorant and stuff like that. And be like, oh, okay. But it was, it was scary because I just didn't know what it was going to be like to open myself up to, to fans and communications and also just open myself up to the hustle of, of social media and like what it would do. So it took me a while to like find, find my balance. And I found a few things that kind of gives, gives me a little bit of balance, but not that I still can't get addicted to social media. Like we all can sometimes, but I sort of more aware, I think I've gone through my like honeymoon phase. That's not the right word for this, but (laughs) the the first moment where you're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And then you're like, okay, gotcha. I got you social media. Um, so yeah, but it, but it is very overwhelming because it's hard to take compliments from people who like, like the game. And, um, yeah, and you also, like, it's very, like, despair and compare because you see people who have been on social media much longer who are more successful. Some people are just more successful. Some people are just more comfortable on social media. Um, all these other things, and you kind of just compare and go, like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing this right, are I, or am I? So it's it's um, it's intimidating, and also it's a huge valor in such a huge world that you're like, I should be taking advantage of it. Why, why isn't this working for me, or why isn't this, you know... There's all kinds of questions you ask yourself, which are, you just realize after a while, it's just like, it, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you overanalyze it. There's a certain element of chaos to social yes. media and you're, you're either just on it or you're not, but you have to give in to the fact that it's a little, a little chaotic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We, so what is one big advice you would get to people who want to be into voice acting or want to be into like your kind of field? So like, what would you think one big advice you would tell them not to do or to do?
1: Like I said before, it'd be you have to think about it as business and you have to diversify. It's fine if you want to do a specific thing, but if it's a total business, it's a money making business, and you have to think about well, what do how do people get agents? I I I think it's way too hard not to have an agent. I think you really I don't know because I see people hustle and stuff, but I'm just like when when I do hear from voice actors or hustling, I'm like oof, that's not, they say how much they're paid. I'm like, that's not going to, that's not going to work long, long long-term guy. That's not going to pay rent. Yeah. So you, you do have to get those jobs. You have to be up for those jobs in order to do that. You have to have good reels and you can't just be like, I want to be an anime actor. You, You just, I mean, it's not, I sound really mean saying that, but it's like, I would, that would be my advice is like, you have to, regardless what your voice is like, your skills are like, see what other avenues you can do see make yourself an audiobook reel attempt commercials commercials people think that you have to have a deep voice to do commercials or whatever there's all kinds of voices in commercials mm-hmm. so find your lane that would work for commercials find those examples start working on commercial reels and find yourself whatever agent you can in your market doesn't matter just really doesn't matter how small of an agent how or whatever there's regional radio commercials and stuff all over just start small start wherever you can but get yourself to a professional level where you're, you know, someone who's going to make money for someone who then can work. It's their profession to find you those jobs basically, mm-hmm. because I see online people are like, why don't I get these auditions? And we are like, well, because it's, it's a system. The agents have access to the auditions and everyone else has, does not have access to yeah. most yeah. of those auditions. People are always really just like, Oh, where do I find this audition for Valorant? And it's just like, it's most likely not going to be, out to the general public. Sometimes they're going to be looking for someone if there's a specific thing, but most likely they're going to look through agents. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So I don't know if you know, we have traditional questions we like to ask every guest usually. So we have two questions. One of them is, do you drink boba at all? Have you tried boba tea at all? Gecko? No, bo- Boba tea. Bo- yeah. No, no. I <laughs> said like gecko. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, no. I, I had I had some with my friend recently, like, well, not like six months ago. Like, well, I'll probably have it once every like three years. Okay. <laughs> so, what was the, what was the order you
0: liked, or what was the most one that caught your eye when you got it?
1: Oh, I wouldn't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I'd probably just get like a milk tea or something. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. What, what do you, right, what do you guys I don't I'm know Boba at all. What do you guys get? What do you recommend? So
2: I actually got some right here. I have a oh, nice pina colada slush with boba in it. Oh, no. I thank usually you. try to get the. Uh, <laughs> I usually no, get, you. I
0: think, the taro milk tea. I think taro milk tea or sometimes like the cookies and cream one. Those right. two are like always bad. I can, I can hang like with they've that. Never met, they've never met. Pina colada.
1: I, I think I've had some bad drunk experiences with the <laughs> I just had a response. Something must have happened that I forgot about.
0: All right. And then our second question is oh, this all right. one's a good one. Have you ever tried a bidet before? I'm French. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> because, so I own one, but he always makes yeah. fun of me and says You're like, great. oh, not everyone has one. That's that's a privilege yeah. kind of thing. Not everyone has yeah, a bidet. Yeah, yeah. And then he always yeah. roasts me. So I, we were like, so when we before we made this, I was like, let's just ask every guest if they have a bidet or not. I can't the wait response to is. buy
1: a bidet. I would love to buy a bidet. Like, you know, electronic one. My parents yeah, have yeah. one. But of course, there's some in Europe. There's the traditional ones. But yeah, dude. Don't <laughs> like, it's, it's a French superior experience. <laughs> is, I think that's easily
0: the best response I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. If you want to yeah, promote yeah. anything or if you want to tag anything, um you're more than welcome to everything. Uh we'll link everything in the description okay. down below in our YouTube. So if you do any if you want to promote anything or anything, just let us know or you can say it right now and then we can p- uh, put it on our YouTube description. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, first off, thanks for having me, guys. This was appreciate really enjoyable, team. and I appreciate all the questions, and hopefully we can stay in touch. Um, uh, is this going out right now? No.
2: Like Probably today? with it by, like, Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: Tuesday or Wednesday oh, Tuesday. okay,
1: okay, okay. So the, the contest will be over um, if I get to... 2,500 uh, Twitter followers, I have to draw chamber. Okay. <laughs> All right. Everyone uh, got to make sure to follow chamber. art skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Hugo P. Martin on Twitter, Hugo Pierre Martin on uh, on Instagram. And um, yeah, and then I have an audio series called The Diaries of Netavicious the Vampire, uh, which is just self-made. And uh, the last episode was uh, the voice actor Aaron Vodovos from Sova, who plays Sova. Oh, okay. He was my first. He was my first guest star. It's really sweet of him to come on and do a voice. So that's the last episode. Then we have a, a short season finale in a couple days, and then I go back to my part three. So it's it's just a fun, quirky kind of dramatic uh, audio series where I do most of the voices. Though hopefully I will have some more guest stars, um, maybe Aaron back again. So that's uh, that's what I do with my time, and that's actually circling back. That's how I kind of stay healthy on social media as I interact with the artists who create the art for the audio series just out of the goodness of their heart and interact with fans and just kind of like creating this story just for fun because it's not a it's not a profit thing right now it's just uh yeah. for the love of the art and and for the love of voiceover
0: yeah right. appreciate it no you were you're definitely very down to earth was very like a lot of guests like they like a lot of people get like intimidated by like a lot of people who have like a big market and like for you who's in voice acting but i feel like every guest we've ever ever had on there's like very down to earth and you were like very down to earth and like essentially told how it is like when it comes to voice acting it's like it's a business at the end of the day and that was like really really refreshing to hear so it's like oh you can't just go into this expecting to get it it's a business at the end of the day which is like it's it's a really hard
1: lesson to remember but yeah it's that's kind of the thing no one wants to hear and that's what i wish i was told when i started because people just like tell you not to get into it but ultimately if you do want to get into it you're going to get into it and you really need people to mentor you or to just tell you like hey you know if you're if you believe in yourself, take it seriously. Put in the work every day, what you're gonna put in business wise, marketing wise, whatever. Try to try to think about that. And I I'm still learning myself, but that's because I wasn't really told that as much. The mm-hmm. youngster. So that's really I would I would tell my past self is like you gotta you gotta think about it as a business and not take it so personally when you have rejection and all these other things.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, Hugo. Thank you so much yeah, for coming on. You. It's been a lot. Appreciate you. you guys. And thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. And uh thank you. Have a good one guys. Bye bye.